There are so many keynotes, and there's so much to say about Tisha B'Av, and I think it's important to look at the keynote. They have to be studied, actually, especially those of Kaliya, very difficult. It's an exercise in Midrash, but it's an exercise that's worth it because it's there's so much there, gives us so much to think about. But of course, it's not just about the poems of Eliezer Kaliya. There are story of the Ten Martyrs, and then there are keynote that describe the situation in medieval times, time of the Crusades, the story of the the deaths of the Jews in, in Europe, and how they're surrounded by the Crusaders, stories that raise a lot of questions, but it's part and parcel of Tisha B'Av, to think about not just a particular event, but it's a day of, of mourning. It's one of the great importances of Tisha B'Av. It connects us to our past. It's important to understand our past. It's important to understand what has been lost. There is, at the end of the uh, keynote, there are a set of poems that are known as the Tzion poems. The Tzion poems, the most famous of which, of course, and actually the literary model for many of the others, is the poem by Yehuda Levi, Tzion Tishali the famous poem of Yehuda Levi. And there are many other Tzion poems that are modeled on, uh, others model their poetry on the work of the great poet Yehuda Levi. Tzion, will you not ask after the well-being of your captive children? That's Tzion Tishali and there are a whole set of Tzion poems. The practice that I grew up with, and probably most people grew up with, is that these come towards the end of the keynote. At the very end of the keynote, we are singing, citing and singing, Elit Tzion. Stand up, and we sing Elit Tzion. I was told yesterday, I didn't know this, that in the German-Jewish community, lawyers, that actually they they say Elit Zion before they say the Zion keynote. The Breuer's community, German Jews, are those who keep the tradition, the classical tradition, very carefully. And they provide a service in that respect. It's very authentic in the sense, this is what Jews have done for hundreds and hundreds of years. Similar to the Adult Mizrach, many of the Sephardic, true Sephardic communities. Their traditions are ancient, and they. So it's interesting to reflect upon what this is about. And what I think it's about actually is what Rabbi Soloveitchik uh, emphasized. Actually, he emphasized many things, and he's one of the people who really made Tishabov allowed Tishabov to become what it should be, which is a very important day—a day of thinking, a day of reflection, a day of study about what has transpired. And he pointed out. That the Tzion, the Tzion poems have a different focus. The Tzion poems are not so much where we are now, but the Tzion is describing the way Tzion once was. I'm reminded of the statement, the verse, Tzion hi doresh Tzion, it is Zion, there is none doresh, there is none who seeks her, there is none perhaps who studies her. And the Gemara's comment, which I like very much, Michlaud the Boy Drisha. 
this teaches us that drisha is is required. Well, drisha is required. It's important to remember that. It's important to remember the way things were. It's important to remember the way things could be. Rabbi Salavashik framed it in terms of the seven days of mourning. The Talmud speaks about seven days of mourning, and it breaks the seven days of mourning into different pieces. The first day of mourning, Acharitaki Yomar, that's the bitterness of death. The first three days, that's time of crying, that's a time of deep sorrow. And the last days of the Shiva is what the Talmud calls Hespit. Hespit often means eulogy, but it means a kind of more objective reflection, thinking about accomplishments. In the Shiva, we speak not only about the laws, we talk about what the person did, what do we have to learn from that person. Often it's very sad we could have learned a lot more from that person, we didn't seize the opportunity. So in remembering Jerusalem, in remembering Zion, in the temple, on one hand, we mark the absence of the temple. On the other hand, we know that the Mishnah says many times we do things, Zechel Mikdash. The uh, the Lulav and the Etrog, the Arba Minim are taken for seven days, seven days of Sukkot. Zechel Amigdash, the Torah said only the first day. But we do the Zechel Amigdash, and the temple was taken seven days. So Zechel Amigdash means we're doing things to remember the way it once was. So apparently the custom was to say, that Elitzion is the end of the, the mourning and the sorrow about what is. And then we have the Tzion poems which describe the way it once was. I wanted to conclude this little series by pointing out that I remember being in Tishabov, maybe it was in Israel a couple of years ago, and the uh, day of Tishabov, I looked out the window where I was staying, and you see Jerusalem, you see a city, you see a city with many, many, many Jewish people, city being built, they're building all over the place. You recall the prophecy of Zechariah, someday that young and old will dwell in Jerusalem, men and women will dwell in Jerusalem. You look out the window, and you see a rebuilt city. You walk around Jerusalem, it's vibrant, it's alive, there's a lot of learning going on there, there's a lot of good work going on there. So the situation has changed, actually. And I think it's important, as we approach Tisha B'Av, to take this into account. The blessing for Tisha B'Av is Nachem, the special blessing that's uncertain, God should that God should uh, give us consolation. We ask God to console us about the city of Jerusalem. The text that we have, the city which is destroyed, the city in which nobody inhabits. That's the classic text of Nachem. And I say to myself, how can we say these words? It's not true. It's in no sense true. And not only that, it doesn't take into account what has happened. The fact that we have a place in the world, a place to which Jews can come, a place to which Jews did come to escape all kinds of persecution, a place that's being built with all the problems, it is a miracle. And we have to be grateful for miracles. So, the keynote 
are all about truthfulness. The keynote contained within it deep questions about the governance of the world, about God, about fairness, about justice. They also contain self-indictment. They contain a kind of confession. There's a tension throughout all of the keynote. But the idea of speaking the truth is something that the keynote are all about. So I think what we have to be thinking about is that on one hand, Tisha B'Av is a day of mourning. We are connecting to those events of the past, because the past, to a large extent, shapes who we are, and not just about the temple. We live in a world which has many dark places. We live in a world where God's presence is far from obvious. We live 70 years or so after the Shoah, which is part of Tisha B'Av. There are keynote for the Shoah as well. There should be, because the day of Tisha B'Av is a day, an all-embracing day, Jewish tragedy. And the Shoah is, of course, an unbelievable tragedy. At the same time, the challenge of Tisha B'Av for us is to take into account where we are. It's not a city that has no inhabitants. We have a state. We have a place for the Jewish people. And more broadly, there are many good places in the world as well. So we all these things have to be taken into account. And it's something that I think we should be working towards, working on, thinking about. Tisha B'Av is an incredibly important day. It may be a minor day in a certain sense. But that's not minor in terms of our own thinking, our own reflection. Thinking about our place in the world, where we stand, what needs correcting. So, of course, we are deeply connected to Tisha B'Av at the same time, trying to figure out how we can allow Tisha B'Av to speak best to ourselves, given where, in fact, we are. That's the challenge, not just of Tisha B'Av, I would say. It's the challenge we face every day. And Tisha B'Av, though, a day set aside for reflection, is in particular, is one that I think forces us to think very deeply about this question. And as I've emphasized many times, Tisha B'Av is part of the calendar. After the giving of the Torah, after Chag Shavuot, breaking of the tablets, reflecting upon the story of the Torah, the generation that got only so far, but did set the stage for the next generation. And of course, Tisha B'Av leads right into Seven weeks later, seven haftarot later, seven haftarot of consolation leads us to the period in which we try to fix the past, we try to fix ourselves and to fix our world. Wishing everyone a meaningful, significant Tisha B'Av that will lead us hopefully towards bigger and better things.